0: Welcome to Coffee Con Trails. Today I'm here with Mark Sabani, the uh, co-producer and writer for Alley Cat. Hi Mark, thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, how you doing?
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark. How did you get into writing? Like what's the inspiration behind writing? How long have you been writing? Like what are some things that you've been um, known for? Uh, I know you're you're in Denver and You've been very active in the theater community. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about all of these things. Okay,
1: well, you know, I write stage plays for actors to perform in the theater. Um, My inspiration, I would say, is matcha green tea with milk and honey. Matcha green tea, it supercharges your brain and kind of slams it into fifth gear, opens all the capillaries in your brain. That gets me going. Um, You know, I was born on April Fool's Day nine months to the day of my parents' wedding, so I'm a love child. What got me into writing was actually my dad dying and it made me think, what do I want to do with myself? And the answer was be a writer, not a technical writer or a journalist or a novelist, I can't write narratives, but I can write dialogue. So I'm working on something right now, theater musical featuring Scottish caving music. It's set on the Isle of Egg, which is tucked off the coast of Scotland, right? So I wrote the book and April Alsop, a gifted composer wrote the score and the lyrics, lots of accordion and violin music. And so our dream with the Isle of Egg is to perform it on egg in front of the real life characters, you know, and if they accept us, then it's like the highest compliment. And so that's what we envision next year Hope to mount the production in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival August next year. That's our ambition. I love Egg because it's the greenest island on the planet. They produce all their electricity through wind turbines, so they generate all their power and they're independent from the mainland. The story is about Egg's struggle against an English landlord who owns the island, and this landlord treats the islanders like waitstaff or worse
0: something you've made up the storyline or is that actual pulling from some historic um, like background from the, the town?
1: Well I did my research and it's all historically accurate. For the whole existence of Egg they've been owned by English Lairds which is a landlord and they finally got their independence on June twelfth, nineteen 1998 and the story is about how they got their independence from this oppressive landlord and um became free basically. And I really respect their independence, their autonomy. Um, life on the island is really harsh, but you know, it's a lot of fun too, with all kinds of, they have leave, which is, you know, you, it's a big Scottish party with dancing, storytelling, singing. And so that's all incorporated into the play. Um, it's a lot of fun. We're finishing up right now, looking for a director, a choreographer, a cast and we're trying to launch it on EGG first and kind of bring it back to America once we get the buy-in for the islanders.
0: That's great. I'm so looking forward to learning more in the future about this. Is there a place people can track your progress?
1: at www.egg, spelled E-I-G-G, so www.egg.show, and that's where you can find what's going on with us right now. Of course, you can find me on the website, Black Car Six Studios, Thank you very much. And then you can always email me at Mark Sabani, my full name at hotmail.com.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? You know,
1: you did Alley Cat, and I'm so pleased with what you did. The production's great. Um, so talking a little bit about Alley Cat, you know, all the characters sound like they're interacting, but as you know, they are recorded separately. And the cast are all performer friends of mine. So, you know, Arlo White, who plays Tony Sabino, he hosts a radio show on an indie station, 1190 AM, every Saturday at 4 PM.
0: Hypnotic Turtle, I gotta say, it's amazing. I love the show.
1: Hypnotic Turtle is his alter ego, and you can find him at hypnoticturtle.com. Arlo is so colorful. You know, when he was playing Tony Sabino, I could see his body movements in my head. And, you know, I thought he was Italian when I first met him, but he's not. He's from Jersey, and I guess he knew some big tough guys back in the day and kind of channeled that.
0: I mean, everyone that you've chosen in the cast, everyone did such an amazing job to bring it to life. Um, I, I see this complete comic book running through my head when I listen to it.
1: I mean, I'm really lucky. Uh, Dave, you know, Dave's a good friend of mine, Dave Kohlberg. He plays the police dispatcher. I call him Mr. Mayor because every time we're out, he gets stopped on the sidewalk by people he knows. And you know I can't walk down the street without 15 people coming up saying "What's up, Dave?" Um, so he, can, he plays in a veteran punk band in town, Little Theodore Shigebulum. Jessie, who plays the alley cat, she's the star. She's a good friend of mine. I've known her 25 years, and you know we always show each other our art, but we've never collaborated before until now. Um, so I wasn't know, I didn't know what to expect, but she really gets my dialogue. And I actually put Jessie in another play of mine as a main character called Shoeshine Girl because Jessie worked as a shoeshiner at a cowboy bar and she worked on an electric chair, All right. And I interviewed her and she told me about Claude, who's a famous downtown shoe shiner. And so I made a play about him and her and she made a documentary about him and it's on her website with stop motion films and postcards that she made, jessierodriguezart.com. Check it out.
0: Very cool. Yeah, no, she does wonderful um, uh, cuts to uh, that she's stop stop animation to music box tunes. I really like those too. So yeah, no, her work is really great. Uh, and then Haley, we got to mention Haley.
1: I mean, she you know, um, she deserves a lot of credit because she made great production choices. She added some nice touches, like for example, when Tony Savino says, "Show me a toothiest smile. I want to see sparkles." She added sparks flying, you know, which is perfect. That was her idea. That
0: wasn't me. She was playing with with the environment. Um, I like that she put, like, this sound effect on Jesse's voice, this kind of, because because Alley Cat, it doesn't, like, it's not a real, it doesn't feel like a real person, right? Um, and so the the sound effects, the echoiness of being in an alley sort of thing, I just love those touches to, to make Alley Cat sort of a phantom in the night.
1: Dave, I thought, was perfect as a police dispatcher. I liked his character because he added structure. He told the audience a time and place. He set up the action. He drops in, drops out. And, you know, he even is, you know, put in the scene. At first, he's describing Alley Cat. And then he comes in and gets reports of Alley Cat robbing Tony Savino.
0: And And then, when the effects were applied to his voice, there was one point where you know, Tony's calling for help. And like Dave sounded like a speaking spell. And I don't know how many times like my car's been broken into, and like I tried to get help. And that's the exact feeling that I get back from who I'm calling, right? Is this like, oh, I'm talking to this automated thing, but it's not, but it is, but it's not.
1: His voice was perfect to match the police dispatcher. Tony Savino, I wrote as the villain, even though he's really the victim because he gets robbed by Alley Cat. She even tries to shoot him and her gun jams and she says, damn it.
0: And Tony, like um, Tony's character, when Arlo's, you know, kissing his his opal, right? It was great. No, both hamming it up.
1: You know, I don't know if you want to put this in, but I will share it with you. Uh, I have been to jail four times when I was 18, all for skateboarding tickets. It was illegal to skateboard in Colorado Springs back then. Cops gave you trespassing tickets. So the city built a skate party and I even got a ticket there for skateboarding in the park before it opened. (laughs) That was my, so I have, you know, crime kind of uh, fascinates me because I'm not a criminal. I stopped doing anything criminal when I was 18, but you know, you. To get into the role of Alley Cat in Alley Cat's head, I thought, what would it be what would it be like to be a criminal and have to survive by stealing from people? Who would you steal from? Um, could you get away with it? That type of stuff. Um, which I, you know is fascinating to me because luckily I haven't had to lead a life of crime. But uh, you know, what if it happened that day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous where I would go to court and my public defender was not even there. The assistant DA would offer me five days in jail as my plea, but I saw the judge. He looked forgiving. My my public defender wasn't there, so I pled not guilty. I pled guilty, and he gave me like a $500 fine. I saved up all of summer. 18 years old, went to the court clerk, tried to pay my fine, and I lost my file. So I used that money and I moved to San Diego, 1998.
0: Way back when, the way back when, machine for coffee contrails, um you contributed Moon Man, which we again we had a lot of fun doing. Um and it was it was our early days. I think it was the second one that we produced. Tell us a little bit about Moon Man.
1: So Moon Man stars Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. And Neil cuts in front of Buzz coming out of the module. So now Neil Armstrong is remembered as the first man on the Moon, and that buzz. They're arguing the man on the Moon hears them unseen, but he understands what they're saying, because his skin is made of metal, and he functions as an antenna and picks up American rock and roll radio. So he knows English, he meets the astronauts and they dance to surf rock music, tra- transmitted from Earth.
0: I love this because it it reminded me of those late night TV shows where like they would show the the monster movie and then they would break to the local band, and then they would like come back and do like it was like the band was like an intermission or something, right? Uh, Beach Creek uh, donated a song. We had uh, M. Corin, uh, Quinn Tracy, and John Tracy um, in in the roles of uh, Buzz and um, Neil and Luna. And um, we also had, we had uh, Mark, Mark David. Um, he was the floating news reporter is what I called him. Um, we sort of took a little liberty with your story and added in um, Mark reading the actual uh, newscast.
1: I added what you put into my own play, the dialogue of the, the radio broadcaster. Because it worked so well.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and and um, I should also say that uh, Logic Lust, he helped with the studio um, recording and um, and the special effects. That like, you know, the astronaut beep that is after every beep, 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 beep. Yeah, that's that's Logic Lust putting in his his uh, his talent there. So much appreciative. It's been a while since. Um, I've talked with them, but I'm, I am I do always appreciate that they volunteered their time to help out on this one.
1: Mutual. They did a great job. Let me talk a little bit about Born Fool, if I might.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: So Born Fool was a short film that I wrote and directed. It's about a clown named Dick Winkleman. He was born and he died on April Fool's Day. So he's mad at God because his life is a practical joke. And he won't leave his grave, he's haunting himself in the cemetery until another ghost, a stewardess who died in a plane crash arrives. The stewardess wants to fly Dick to heaven and Dick almost goes. That's the plot. Our visual friend, who you know very well, Michael Lauder. Michael, while shooting it, was standing on a Starbucks chair that I brought, trying to get a good angle, looking down, totally unbalanced on his chair, hanging over a big patch of cactus below him. Holding this oh, $30,000 camera that he borrowed. And I tell him, don't worry, Michael. If you fall, I'll catch you. And you know what he says? Don't catch me. Catch the camera. Um, also, after we rapped and everybody left the cemetery, everybody but Michael. And then the police showed up. And they started questioning him about removing cemetery headstones. What? This cop said, somebody reported us desecrating the graves and he wanted the footage. But we brought our own tombstone, we made it ourselves, and we had permission to shoot there at Golden Hill Cemetery on Colfax Boulevard. Anyway, somehow Michael fast-talked the cop and he saved the film.
0: Wow. Michael
1: has a new movie coming out, as you're aware, it looks really good.
0: Oh, super glowy. It's beautiful.
1: It's coming out right here. Well, it's premiering in LA this fall.
0: And it's a talent keyhole. Before we sign off here, one more time, can can you tell us, you know, how can we follow you, follow your latest work and your upcoming Isle of Egg?
1: So you can visit www.eigg.show. We have updates on the website with our progress. Next year, 2022, hopefully be in Scotland, hopefully in Edinburgh, presenting our play.
0: Awesome. Well, anything that Coffee Contrails can do to help? Please
1: let me know. I will. I will. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.